And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Iggy, and joining me is the Baron of... Of Target. <laughs> Tyler. Shit, Baron if only, from, right? Baron from Target, uh, Heppeldinger. There you go. Did you just call me a Dinglehopper? Dingle, dingle bearer, but whatever. Dingle hopper, sure. Hey, Ariel is fascinated with it, so there you go. It's a win. Well, if I want to be uh, accepted by jailbait as well as fishbait, sure. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. She was. I forgot she's fifteen in the movie. Shit. Uh, and she's like naked and like for like like five minutes in that movie. It's weird. Um, but we're not here talking about the Little Mermaid. We are here to talk about the only. See, uh, I, I, I guess sequel. That I'd Studio say it's Ghibli more of a spinoff, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. So we are covering now, uh, the Cat Returns, which uh, uses the same character, Baron Baron Hubert von Gigeken. I cannot pronounce that last name to save my life. Um, we're just called the Baron uh, as voice in uh, the as the heart. Um, Desires of the Heart, I believe. Whisper of the Heart. Uh, Whisper of the Heart. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, so it's the same character, but but also Haru from the first movie um, is here, um, and she's just it's, it's old. She's older now, um, and has a different voice. And as well, yeah, that, that, I would expect that considering your voice changes when you go from she was like what. Uh, preteen when we last saw her, right? Who would have thought? Actually, Tisdale evolves into Anne Hathaway. I never would have guessed. Yeah. Hey, you know, that's not a bad voice to grow into. That's um, a let's go on. Yeah, it is. Well, actually, Tisdale wasn't bad either, but like Anne Hathaway is just like, whoa. Um, uh, but uh, let's go ahead and break it down before we break it down. This was Hepburn Neko no Ongaishi, or The Cat's Repayment uh, in Japan. This was directed by Hiroyuki Morita with a screenplay by Reiko Yoshida. Um, and, of course, this is this was based on The Cat Returns by um, Aoi Hiragi. Um, uh, of course, and this came out in uh, July 20th, 2002. So this is, we just passed its 20th anniversary uh, with a runtime of 75 minutes. One of the shorter Ghibli films of all time. Uh, I was surprised of how, how short this movie was. Um, and, um, I uh, had a budget of $20 million, and, but in a box office of $65 million, so pretty, pretty good return on that, I think. Um, and, okay, so let's, let's go ahead and break down our cast. Our main character, um, Haru, uh, uh, returning, Haru Yoshiya is now voiced by Anne Hathaway, uh, and, say, um, and, in this instance, reprising his royal. Carrie Ellis is, is the Baron, I'm just gonna say his name. Peter Boyle uh, is the is Muda. Elliot Gould is Toto. Tim Curry is the Cat King. Andrew Beavis is Prince Loon. Judy Greer is Yuki. Renee Abrajona is uh, Natori. Uh, Andy Richter is Naturo. And uh, Naoko Yoshika is voiced by Kristen Sutherland. And finally, Kristen Vell voices Hiromi. So, what... What is this movie? Uh, obviously, we had expectations. We, we kind of had like, oh, we're finally get to get to see the story that Haru wrote back in The Whisper of the Heart. But 
that's not exactly true in this instance. Yeah, the story that was uh, told about the Baron and Whisper of the Heart is much different in uh, this movie. Like the 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 backstory for the Baron being like an antique that uh, just uh, lives in an antique store, uh, just watching over his gleaming eyes, still remains. But everything else is completely changed. Right. This is a um, a little adventure um, with Haru and, and the Baron and a whole bunch of cats. Um, A.K.A. Justin's might... Wet Dream. Yeah, exactly. And this might may or may not turn you into a furry, but we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> uh, so what is what is the cat return? So we pretty much follow up. I believe uh, now Haru's in high school. Um, and it's just kind of like a normal high school student and everything's pretty much normal. Like she still has her friend. She's talking about boys and everything like that. Everything is normal until I thought we were going to get an isekai moment. I'm like, okay, this is how it happens. Uh, how does we're getting the first appearance of truck coon. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) With this fucking trope that you see in anime all the time. Um, uh, Haru is with her friend and they see this black cat. Uh, have a have like a little 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 present in its mouth. Like, oh, it's adorable, but it's a, it's a stray cat. Why does it have a what does it have uh, a gift in its mouth? And the cat doesn't understand red and green lights, uh, so he it starts walking across this very busy street. Until uh, it, well, oh, it's a green light, and this truck is I think it's a, I think it's a uh, dub truck is coming at like it looks like full speed, like it can't be that fast considering they're on like the street around, but regardless, it's coming pretty fast. Toharo, uh, at the last second, dives in with her lacrosse stick, and I thought she was going to get hit. I thought the cat was going to get hit, but no, like a boss, she manages to get there in time, scoop the cat up, no problem. Um, and the most thing that took damage was her uh, her lacrosse stick that, that snapped when it hit another pole, but the cat was alive, she was alive. Um, this is a good which, ending of Heavy Rain, by the way. Yes, um... And, uh, and that is pretty much where the normalcy ends, and then Haru is then visited upon, um, by several cats who now can talk, and they, basically she is told that, and, like, it's a whole parade of cats, I'm not even kidding you. It's, who are like, standing band, on their hind legs, by the way? Which is creepy, stop doing that! Um, and basically, they, uh, the, the, they, they, she unknowingly saved... Uh, the cat, the, the the cat of the, the prince of the cat kingdom, Prince Loon. And so the cat king is voiced by Tim Curry. It's like, I want to, I want to yes. repay you. And yeah, I want to repay you. Uh, we will shower you with gifts. And it kind of feels like, is it a dream? Um, and, and like, I, by the way, all these cats do talk, um, and everything like that. So eventually the next day, Haru, uh, Wakes up, she's going to school, and these cats are, like, following her. Like, following her a lot. Like, a lot of cats. Um, and unfortunately, when she gets to her locker at her school, it gets even worse, where uh, there's a whole bunch of mice in her locker. And that's just, like, ultimate nightmare scenario. I'm like, oh, God, because now the school has a vermin problem now because of those damn... Um, and, and she realizes that it was the cat. She's told by this other cat that... Uh, they do that for gifts for her, you know, and, like, they're trying to please her, like, give her rewards for saving their prince. And somehow this ends up, basically, the cat's taking the idea that, um, she would marry the prince, Prince Loon himself. 
um, that she would be, she actually contemplates like, well, maybe I'd be happy as a cat because she she doesn't really feel satisfied where she's at in life as much a lot of people at our age do at that point um, which basically leads into an, it's, this movie's almost like Japanese Alice in Wonderland now that I think about it it kind of is uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, the Soul Society arc in Bleach in bits and pieces yeah, so that's pretty much the story where Haru goes to this other reality where she runs into the Baron, um, who is didn't have as big of a role as I thought it was going to be, but the way he's in it, he's in it. We'll talk about him later, but and it's pretty much this swat. It turns him from this like slice of life sh- movie to very much a swashbuckling adventure movie within this. It, it, honestly, was this was this an OVA originally, or was this like a, a movie? Hmm, that is a good question. Because it felt like an OVA where, like, it had two parts. Like, it was, like, a two-part OVA. There's even a point where, like, there's an edited, like, fade to black uh, sequence. It says here, based on Baron the Cat Returns, a manga spinoff of Whisper of the Heart written by Aoi Hirigari that was originally planned as a 20-minute promotional animated short for a cat-themed theme park starring Moon. The voice actor for the Baron was changed. Okay. So... Doesn't really say, but it just yeah, felt like it, it is a movie. Okay, um, but yeah, it, it turns from this and like Haru gets captured. She actually starts metamorphosizing because when she comes into the into this fictional reality, she's gigantic. She's like like oh my god! If this if this movie didn't give you either you became a furry or became into giantess, you are you're a normal person. You're fine. But I guarantee you, somebody was like, ooh, tall women. I feel weird all of a sudden, mom. Um, ooh, she Hulk. Um, uh, um, exactly, or even taller. Um, shenanigans happen, but, like, this movie was, like, delightfully fun. Yeah, especially when you get to the second half, when, uh, they get to the Cat Kingdom, and all this crazy kooky shit starts happening. Yeah, I feel like the movie is okay to the, up to the first part, you know? Um, it's, it's very okay. And then once, um, uh, Haru gets... uh, captured by a a herd of cats like a herd of cats capture her and whisper off a gaggle of cats what do you call a group of cats uh there has to be a name for that right because like there's by the way they call it a flock she later in the movie she calls it a flock of crows i'm like it's a murder of crows you bitch um (laughs) i don't know why it's called a clouder is that wait uh wait is that what a group of cats is called according to google yes a clotter, okay, a clotter of cat takes her away. Um, Haru even actually turns into a a, uh, a fur, and I say furry because she's, most of the cats in this movie are cats. Like, they have paws, they're very defined as cats. Haru is the only one who, I guess because she's human, because she metamorphosizes into a cat, but she's a cat person, so she, she still has a humanoid body, but, like, her hands become paws, but her face is very much human-esque. It's still definitely cat. But, like, that was the weirdest part of the movie when they turned her into, into a uh, a cat person, basically. This is the closest that a Ghibli movie has gotten to actually becoming a fan fiction. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Um, and, um, there's, uh, there's, like, it's hard. I don't know if you, like, there has been anything, because, like, the whole point of, like, Haru in the first movie in, in Whisper of the Heart was, like, her struggling as a writer her, you know, coming to terms with her ability, that has nothing to do with that in this movie at all. Nope, not whatsoever. And I... 
I I feel like that kind of makes me like it a little bit less. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um. Like um I I uh I I think um there's some good stuff here, but I was expect I was, I was either expecting the Baron and his whole romance to be the main story, but it's not. Um, and, yeah, that's not even of, like, brought up here. No, no, the Baron's just kind of like a person. Like the Baron is pretty much like he he tells himself like like we are all born of creation and. Uh, I like if, for instance, like the the crow that she meets that you meet in the movie is like a a crow made of rocks that has a soul, and we all have souls, but it doesn't do anything with it. It's kind of just like this women. Like I said, this movie feels like Alice in Wonderland, but for Japan, it really feels like that. And maybe that was the because like you have you have the the king who's pretty much like the queen of hearts off with her head. In fact, they're trying after uh, she rejects marrying princess. Uh, she doesn't reject princess after. Um, the Baron rescues her. They try to kill her. Oh, we and there was even a Cheshire Cat character with the one cat who was who basically got her into this mess by saying she would marry the Baron. I mean, not the Baron, but the, but the Prince. You know what? You're not wrong about the Alice in Wonderland parallels. Um. Yeah. I I, I didn't even look anything up. I, I just didn't think that I thought I thought of. Um. You know, and not like you think about Alice in Wonderland a lot, but like that's that's a story that um, that sticks with you, you know. Um, and so, uh, like, while I enjoyed what was on on, on the screen, I wish because like we've been spoiled by every, almost every Gibby movie giving us something to gnaw on, right? Besides the very pretty visuals, there's not much to gnaw on here. Uh, the only real thing, uh, or like the life lesson that the Baron uh, brings up a few times, is that um, always believe in yourself. And you know, that's a novel concept, but they don't really do that much with it, in all no. Yeah, that's the problem with it. And, and, and it could be the runtime. Um, uh, it could be, um, who knows why, right? We'll never know. This was 20 years ago. Uh, 21, because this probably was in development in, in 2001. Um, and, uh, like, it's just, like, if I was to put a least favorite, like, this gets out so bad, because, like, it's a fine movie. It's a fine movie. There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, that whole sequence in the maze was great. It's just, I, I think I wanted more, considering where we're at in the Ghibli spectrum of films. Like, this is still a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It, there's lots right. of enjoyable parts in it. It's just when you compare it with everything else that we've seen up to this point, it just feels kind of lesser. Uh, if I'm yeah. be, if I'm making sense. Yeah, like there's nothing inherently wrong with it. Um, it is very much a maybe it's like a, like a t- like just they wanted to just do a simple story to get a movie out because uh, I believe their next movie after this one would be um, Howl's Moving Castle, which is a like that didn't come out. Um, for another two years after this one, so yeah, like that movie's I'm, huge. Yeah, exactly. So I'm guessing that they they were it, maybe House Moving Castle was supposed to come out in I don't know two, like in 2003 or something. Who who knows? Right? I'm speculating at this point, but it just feels like like just get a movie out and like uh, and not in the worst way possible, but it it felt very by the numbers, which is very unghibly of it. 
you know? Like, it is cool that they use the Baron again, and to their credit, uh, the Baron is cool in this movie, but it's honestly not enough to, you know, hold the Ghibli standard, if that makes sense. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, like, when he enters into the wedding crash, into the wedding scene, um, and, uh, um... And, uh, and, and, or not wedding, it's not even a wedding, it's like a ceremony to announce the wedding, uh, to rescue Haru, that was cool, cause like he's, and it, it, it doesn't help, it helps that it's voiced by Carrie Elvis and his smooth talking, I could not help but think of, 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 of him in A Princess Bride in that section, in that moment. As you wish. Exactly! Oh, Carrie Elvis is the best, Jesus Christ. Um, and like, he brings that with it, but at the end of the day, like, I've seen that before, and there's nothing wrong with that, but... I don't know, I felt hollow watching it. Like, I'm pretty sure this is a fine popcorn film if uh, you want to watch something that's beautifully animated but also kind of turn your brain off. Yeah, give it to you, like, like, definitely, like, this could be, like, a, a movie, maybe, like, some of the other Ghibli movies are a little scary. Um, like, this is definitely one you watch with, like, your five-year-old. You know, something that you you can also enjoy that's not like brain rot like some a lot of kids' television is, but that isn't like too terrifying like say Spirited Away or or um any any other film, um, Pocorosco, um, you know stuff like that. Ki- or like Kiki's Delivery Service, you could be argued, but this is far less complex than, than Kiki's um, uh, sure. Delivery Service. You know, so uh, Kiki's Delivery Service has a lot going on with it. This this is, this is not. Um, that being said, though, I did enjoy Anne Hathaway's performance uh, as um, as Haru, as a teenage Haru. Yeah, uh, Haru is one of those characters that does seem conflicted with her natural situation and constantly doubts herself, which, you know, I can get behind. And by the end of the movie, she starts believing in herself more and more, and, you know, that's a novel concept. Right, it's very much baseline at that. Like, and it comes to culmination when they're when they're flying in the sky, and the Baron tells tells her to open her arms. Like, you have to believe in yourself, and everything will be okay, kind of thing. Um, which I thought, okay, that's a merit. Um, but I like most of the movie, she's just like, huh, what, huh, who, why, what's going on, um, kind of stuff. And she very like, kind of yeah, but like it doesn't really leave much for. Um, Outside of those small moments where, like, she carries... Now, there is a subplot with the with the prince who is who, the, who she rescues in that. There's this other white cat who I believe that is, um... That is Hiromi, right? Hiromi, um, as voiced by Kristen Bell. Yeah, and you couldn't pick of a better voice actress for that role. Where, like, she's in love with, with Prince Loon, and he's in love with her, and he actually goes and gets her, um... Like I guess cat food, not cat food. Like these little 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 cookies, fish, uh, fish flavor crackers. I believe they were. Fish. Yeah, um, and it turns out that that cat is the same cat that Haru saw when she was little. I don't think we saw it in the original movie, but it's a flashback in this one. Um, and like, and and so like, um, Haru knows both. Uh, Hiro- like, it, it just felt like a weird, unnecessary connection, and out of nowhere, you know, it it kind of did. Like, kinda it's like, like a, it's kind of like in Spirit Away, where uh, it turns out that uh, the dude was literally just the river spirit that uh, she dropped her shoe in. Right, exactly. It's like, wait, what? That's that's 
that's it, you know, like, we're not gonna do anything else, okay, um, but, uh, I think, the thing, the thing that hurts me is that I was going into this, looking forward to hearing Carrie Elwes, like, cause it's Carrie Elwes, like, he's the best, but he's barely in it, considering the run, even considering the runtime. To be fair, there's more of him here than, uh, when he was in Whisper of the Heart, so. That is true. It's an upgrade. That is true. That, that is true, but when, uh, I wanted more, and maybe this is being selfish, but I wanted more of him. And I, I kind of wish we got, like, that story that Haru wrote. Because I think maybe to get the idea that she gets, she she writes, she gets more, She the idea comes from this adventure she has um, versus what happened in the first movie. Who knows, right? Who knows? Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But uh, what, what, were, what were any thoughts you had about the movie before we wrap it up? Uh, yeah, there's, I think we've, uh, mentioned everything we needed to. Uh, this is a fine enough movie. Uh, probably the weakest that we've seen so far, but that's not to say it's a bad movie either. I still think it's fine enough if you have, like, kids to watch with. But if yeah. you're looking for, like, a deep, meaningful, um, deep-seated message, uh, like any other Ghibli movie would have... This one, it doesn't have it, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I would say so. Alright, so let's go ahead and wrap it up. There's not much to talk about this movie, unfortunately. Um, like I said, not a bad movie, but like out of all the ones we've watched, every I guess every series, every group of films, there's always going to be a weakest link, and unfortunately we, we found it. And I guess this is why... Like, even my neighbor, the, my neighbors at Yamada's, like, that had merit because it was a series of vignettes with a unique art style, right? Um, and that was enjoyable. This one, and, and it had some fun stuff in it. Th- this one just didn't have anything, you know. The art looked great because uh, they're still they're they're still using the um, the you know using computers to help animate stuff now. But that's about it. Which sucks yep. to say. That I never thought I would say that about a Ghibli movie, but I guess even Ghibli. Like, listen, I, I look at their movies: Nausicaa, Castle in the Sky, Grave of the Fireflies, Totoro, Kiki. Yesterday, Porco Rosco, Ocean Waves, Pompoco, Whisper of the Heart, Mononoke, I just mentioned Neon, Spirit Away. Those are all bangers. All, all bangers, right? Um, it took them 84, 94 is 10 years, 95, 96, 97, 98, 15 years. It took them 15 years to have a slightly not as good movie. That's amazing. That That's, that's a credit to that. Yeah, sometimes uh, good creators have to have off days, I guess. Yeah. Uh, how many? Uh, okay, let's go. How many ca- out of how many cans of catnip do you give this movie, Tyler? I will give this um, two and a half uh, barren statues out of five. This was pretty enjoyable, although um, in terms of uh, themes and a deep seated message, this is probably the weakest out of anything else we've seen up to this point. It is beautifully animated, and there are some good moments. But uh, when it comes to, like, characterization and all that, it just doesn't immediately hit home. Like, this isn't a bad movie. Not at all. We just want to preface that uh, face up. It is a Ghibli movie. But in terms of what we've seen so far, it's probably the weakest one. Um, I'm going to give it a, th- a three, a two and a half, which I think that might be the lowest I've given a Ghibli movie. Very wonderfully animated, um, has some fun moments. Carrie always carries this movie with his suave debonairness, but overall, just didn't 
didn't connect with you emotionally. I felt myself drifting off. Then I should, especially, and that's not a good thing when you're if you're drifting off and your movie's only an hour and fifteen. You know, it, we've seen plenty of movies uh, where they're under like uh, an anime movies where they're not two hours long and they're perfectly fine. This just didn't have that, but it's not a bad movie. It's it's just in terms of Ghibli movies, it's the least strong, the least strong. So still enjoyable, but there's an expectation when you come with Ghibli, and this just didn't meet it for us. Uh, so Tyler, go ahead and tell people where they can find you so we can wrap this up. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sThatTie. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. And you can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy. Catch me live at Twitch.Iggy2814. And go to Charshow.com for all for this episode, as well as our other pieces of content. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Until then... Bye-bye. Perfect recording. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.